a book that was like trolls. Uh-huh. And it was about a grumpy troll that didn't want to be hugged, and everyone was like, no, but you really do. Aww. And she was like, as a person who is on the spectrum, I would really like some kind of literature for children where it was like, it's okay if this child doesn't want to be touched, and we shouldn't force them to be. Right. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I get that. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm, like, leaning on you. You're hi, fine. <laughs> hi, everyone. My name is Brendan Patrick. We've got Sophie Sleepy G, <laughs> Sleepy G, Manager Ben, and Assistant Manager Shadow, right. and you're listening to the Superlip Podcast. direct eye contact with you while you decided to do that. <laughs> She's in the thought process. <laughs> you were like, He's looking at me I'm going to do it. <laughs> going to do it to him. Superlit is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBT community. And uh, we're in our last episode of the year. Wow, we Thank made you for it through 2019. 20 by teen, Sophie. 20 by teen. It's, it's come and gone. What's next year? <laughs> 2020 is the year that pegging goes mainstream <laughs> wow she's so brave she said it her mind is so beautiful <laughs> wow so um i literally brought uh 13 books to sophie's house wow. um two of them are special mention and then the other ones are all um my favorite for the year <laughs> do you do you have your list ready yeah, it's on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go back and forth, or like, how do you want to do it in case like I have one that you have? Um, I, I, like, yeah, let me compare and contrast. Also, yeah. I didn't put them in order. <clears throat> I didn't I either. I just wrote them down as I was like, okay. Them. So we've got yeah, we have some crossover. Oh, good. We love crossover episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how many crossovers? Um, Thirteen. <laughs> One, two, short episode. Three, four, five. Five? Six. Wow. I think that's more than last year. Most of most of my list is on yours. Love that. Well, um, actually, yeah, okay. <laughs> all of the books that are crossover are the, all the books that we covered on the podcast that I put on my list. And then I just... The way I did this... Because <laughs> uh-huh. last year you picked books that we hadn't covered. Yeah. Yeah, I love like to that. do that. So the way I did this is I have six books, which uh-huh. also you have, uh-huh. that are books that we talked about that I put on my list. And then uh-huh. I just pretty much had the last four spots Yeah. Um, for like a series of books that I read this year. Because there's five or six books in this series that I read. Okay. But do I already we... talked about them a little bit, but they were very fine. good. So I put them on the list. We love hearing about them again. Checking in with them. We love a good book. <laughs> So, um, I'm going to start off. This is just at the top of my list. Um, it's Jack of Hearts and Other Parts by Elsie Rosen. 
This book is so sexually advanced. I'm like, I'm not kidding. Um, Can I see it? Yeah. The one with the porn star on the cover? No. no. <laughs> That's a different one. That I book mean, is a special mention. Oh, okay. You gotta tell me. We'll tell you when that comes up. <laughs> I'm just gonna open to a random page. Yeah. Oh, there's like text. Okay. Yeah. Texties. Texties? Texties. As opposed texties. to testies. Listen. Not everything is about testicles, Brandon. I don't want everything to be about testicles. I want almost nothing to be about testicles. Okay. Surprisingly. <laughs> She's reading quietly. It's just, I, someone's <laughs> talking about kissing someone, but there wasn't any, like... There's, so, Jack of Hearts and Other Parts is about a very sexually active young man who, like, is uninhibited in terms of, like, he owns his sexuality, and it's, like, really refreshing for, like, a YA novel to not shy away from this stuff, because it, it always cuts to black and so many things. Like, I remember reading In Love, Simon. I hate that it, this book comes up so often, but there's a scene where he, like, jerks he like jerks off into a sock or something, and it, like, cuts to black. And granted, this one doesn't, like, spell it out, mm-hmm. but it's not, like, they don't shy away from it. I'm sorry, is one of the characters in this book named Holden? Maybe? Holden McGroin. <laughs> oh no, I was just thinking about Holden Caulfield. Anyway, um... <laughs> Catcher in the Rye? Yeah. Yikes. Look at these tiny scissors. Big whoop, they're cat trimming. Oh, I just realized. They're cat nail trimming scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these tiny scissors. <laughs> oh, Shadow just looked at me like, what are you doing? She was like, don't oh, no. pick those up, those are bad. The bad things. <laughs> those are the bad things. This is a bad place. Mom's torture me with those. Can I read the back of the book? <laughs> oh, do you want the book? Yeah. Do you want the book back? Here oh, yeah. sorry. Do you need okay. that? I was just so, reading it from the middle. <laughs> J- Jack's reputation is only partially deserved. Rumors about Jack's unapologetically queer sex life swirl around the high school he attends in New York City. It's true that sa- uh, the- <laughs> wow. It's true that Jack has a lot of sex and he's not ashamed of it. Though he's always a star of gossip in the hallways, there's an occasional homophobe in, cl- in his class. Jack's motto in life is that it could be worse. So, um, this is part like pretty little liars, like someone is stalking him, leaving him notes in his locker. Okay. And I didn't like think it was gonna veer in that direction, and then it does, and it's like, oh, this is like very different. It's also like written really well. Elsie Rosen re- really did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really love this story so so much Mm -hmm. um and also like i just appreciate like a queer person owning their sexuality and just being like yes i like to have sex Mm -hmm. because there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but here you go do you want to do one of your books i might want to read it you can i'll leave that here can you leave it here so i can read it i would i would literally love to do that Our book club. All right, so the next hour of the podcast is just going to be silent while I read this book. <laughs> no! <laughs> What's your next book? Is it any of these? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. From the, uh, yeah, I did uh, Mason's book. Oh, perfect. I you all the best. Yes. Absolutely had to be on this list because it was so fucking cute. Truly, Mason. Um, I'm not kidding. I wish there was a way to just get Mason on the podcast for every episode. I wish they could be our, I wish we could have, uh, like, our, we could just, like, every person we interview is just becomes a permanent co-host. <laughs> yes! So we just have a round table of gay. I'm not kidding. I would love to literally just be like, 
And uh, to Mason in uh, wherever Mason is at that point in time, to have them just like talk about like a book that they We just love. need a Canadian branch because yeah. we keep interviewing <laughs> Canadian people. We keep, literally, no joke. I didn't realize that Paul Kacha, um, author of Cub, was Canadian. Um, Everyone's Canadian. Until literally, I got, and I even got mail that said Canada. Is Becky Abertali Canadian? Probably. She's very nice (laughs) from what I've heard, so probably very Canadian. Um, Caleb Rohrig is probably Canadian. Wait, tell me what this book is about. (laughs) Oh, it's so fucking cute. Um, It's like a general YA romance. This is the main character. Their name is Ben, and they're Mm -hmm. non-binary. And they come out to their parents and then get kicked out. Like, instantly. Yeah. That's literally, like, the first chapter of the book. Um, So they move in with their sister, trying to figure things out, and then they meet a really cute boy. Yeah. (laughs) It's an extremely adorable, perfect book. It's, like, hit all the good spots of, like, all of the, like, rom-com-y, like, YA tropes, but, like, in such a sweet, like cute way and like also like does a really good job of like subverting stuff so like mm-hmm. I don't know there's like a typical party scene where like like it's just like high school kids having a party but then it like goes somewhere else and isn't like I don't know it's just really sweet and mm-hmm. Mason is an extremely talented author I like the thing that happens in like high school party scenes now where it's like the person, instead of the person being like, I have anxiety about going to this thing, but I'm just going to go and get drunk and then, like, you know, embarrass oh, myself. Yeah. yeah. It's like... Well, that's, like, the trope of, like, a high school party is, like, oh, I'm anxious, so I'm going to get drunk and embarrass myself and then, like, do something dumb and mm-hmm. either, like, like, say something stupid to the, like, insert love, uh, like, romance person mm-hmm. or, like, go too far with someone or, like, something's going to happen... But yeah. it doesn't do that. No. It's like high school party thing happens, but none of that happens. Yeah. And it's, it's very, very nice. sweet. It's also just like, I don't know. I think it's just really cute because it's like a really sweet romance that mm-hmm. doesn't, I mean, it still has like high stakes because it is like focused on like a queer kid. So mm-hmm. you have like all of those elements happening, but it's still just kind of like a slice of life. Also, the representation in this book is, like, unmatched. Oh, it's very good, yeah, because yeah. it has, like, the quintessential queer YA going to the community center, meeting all the people. Yes. Very good. And it, this is Mason's first book, and I, I honestly... Which is so rude. Like, truly, like, <laughs> literally, Mason literally checked the basketball, slam dunked it, and said, what's up? He literally is that little kid that, like, makes the, like, the, like, the, the hoop... Uh-huh. From like forever, like away from the, the you know, the court, whatever. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, let's go! Like, that's Mason. <laughs> that was it. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay, fuck me up, I guess. Their bio blurb is so fucking cute. Have you read this? Yeah. Can I read it? Yeah. Please read more about Mason. That's <laughs> okay. what we're here for. Mason Deaver is a non binary author and bookseller in North Carolina where, there, where the word y'all is used in abundance. Truly. <laughs> when they aren't working uh, or writing, they're typically found in their kitchen baking something that's bad for them or out in their garden complaining about the toad that likes to dig holes around their hydrangeas. Visit them online at mesadivarwrites.com and on Twitter at 
Mason Deaver. I think the cutest. Uh, oh. Truly, I'm not kidding. <laughs> that toad digs told that toad digs holes because they like them. I'm pretty sure when like we when I was like taking notes to get ready for like when we interviewed them, I like ran out of ideas and I was just like had a note that I don't think we ever got to where I was just like ask them about the toad. <laughs> How's that toad doing though? I really want to know. But literally. Um, also, Mason was like the. F- I interviewed an uh, an author earlier in the year, and then we interviewed Mason, and Mason's interview was like such a big deal to me, because Ma- Mason had just like launched this like critically acclaimed book, and literally like took time to talk to us, and like it really means the world to me that anyone spoke to us and literally like answered the stupidest questions. Like, we literally asked them about, like, Carly Rae Jepsen and, like, pop goddesses and, Mm -hmm. like, favorite Kim Petra song. Like, literally so sweet to, like, I'm getting (laughs) teary-eyed. Literally the sweetest thing that anyone spent time talking to us. Like, literally. I'm so mad at myself because I just opened this book on a random page and Uh it's literally the part of the book where fucking Nathan says the the title of the book. (laughs) Which is my least favorite thing. It is a weird thing that I hate, and it is. Oh, you don't like it? That was my favorite thing on Desperate Housewives, when they'd be like, "When a Desperate Housewife," and I'm like, "Well, no, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me as much when it's in the text. Yeah, I get really annoyed when it's the last line of the book. So this is actually fine. Well, the book that I just read for the last episode. They say hold still because it's about like a photographer. Uh-huh. They say hold still near the end of the book. Okay. But it's like such sense. a, it's not a throwaway line, but it's like something photographers say, obviously. But like it's, it's never really said more than once. And I was, wa- I was waiting for it in the book. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes I look at books and I'm like, when is it going to happen? But like really everyone, if you haven't gone out and gotten, I wish you all the best by Mason Deaver. I, I truly think that your library is lacking. Like, I will judge you. I'm just saying. You're looking at me, the only person in the room who hasn't read it. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I literally have this huge collection of queer books. I would like to donate the ones that I read last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to get new copies because mine are kind of fucked up to, like, donate to a library. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about donating them to um, the one counselor that at the high school I went to that actually had uh, me come in to talk to the students. Um, just so she has, like, a collection of queer books to, like, show the teenagers that, like, hey, there are, like, there are queer people in the world that, like, exist, and they're, they're okay. Yeah. (laughs) The kids are all right. Um, but yes, uh, can I do my, can I do one next? Mm Mm-hmm. As you sit there and read, I wish you all the best. I'm just reading. Yeah, I just opened it, and I'm just reading it now. Um, So the two books I have right here, so I count them as one because they're part of a series. So it's book one and two of the, what is it? The Skybound Saga, I believe it's called. Um, And so, oh, I was like, are you gasping about this? Um, Yeah, the Skybound Saga. So I have um, Black Wings Beating, and I have Red Skies Falling. So... I think everyone knows how much I love Le- Legend of Zelda. Like, I, I think we... Yeah, rock on. Thank you. Um, We've established. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we all know that, like, Hyrule is, like, a very specifically built world where it's, like, very magical and very, like, old-timey. That is literally, like, Red Skies Falling. It, it seems like it's that kind of world building where it's, like, there's so much depth to it and there's mm-hmm. so much legend 
um, in these books. And I literally just did both of these this year. And I feel like I did Black Wings Beating like last year because mm -hmm. I, I feel like it felt so long ago, but it just happened. And it's so interesting because it goes back and forth between like, um, it does like a bunch of chapters from like one of the protagonists. And then at the end, like the bookend of their chapter is like, something about like an antagonist or like a throwaway character, not a throwaway character, but like someone who gets murdered or like, you know, something that happens. Mm -hmm. And it's like these two twins that are based literally like fighting for their lives and trying to like get out from underneath like their father's shadow. And it's just like so well written. Adam Silvera, I just realized did both of the like author blurbs on the front. Aw. Yeah. But Black Wings Beating is the first one, and I am wildly bad at pronouncing, like, the land that they live in. It's called Uztar, so it's U-Z-T-A-R, so I think that's, that's right. Yeah. I could be right. The main characters are Bryson and Kylie, and Bryson's character is, like, literally, I think I love him, because he's so gung-ho on being like, I can throw myself away if that means I get to save the people I love. Mm. And I just want to like hold him and be like, please stop. <laughs> please don't do this to yourself. Red Skies Falling was not kind to him. Like, bad. And it's just, the the story is just like, no holds bars. It's like, oh, you like this character? Well, guess what? Their arm's going to get cut off. And it's like, holy shit. But it's like a story about war. So it's like, I sometimes think that stories that like, nothing bad physically happens to like a main character that's taking place in a war and they've been like captured too. I just feel like that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. Like bad things happen to these kids and it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm going into this knowing it's like a story about war, like something bad's going to happen to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just the way that it's like written is so magical and it literally is about like birds, like magical birds. They all like worship these birds. They like provide for them. And there's one that's, like, a specific breed of bird called the ghost eagle. And, like, it's, it's like, a terrifying bird that, like, no one can tame and it can kill you with its, like, thoughts. It's, like, there's a lot. I'm not kidding. I'm not describing it well enough. But if you like, like, mythical world building and you like The Legend of Zelda and you like, you know, like, a family trying to, like, I don't know, like, get itself out of, like, the trouble they're in. Mm -hmm. Um... It's just, like, a really amazing story. Mm. And Alex London is just, like, has a very funny Twitter, too. So, like, that means a lot to me. Love, a, love an author with a good Twitter. Alex London is the author of acclaimed young adult novel Proxy, uh, the Dog Tags, and Tides of War series, and over 20 other books for children, adults, and teens. The first book in the Skybound saga, Black Wings Beating, was an NBC Today show book club pick a Kirkus Best YA Book of the Year, and a Seventeen Magazine Best Book of 2018. At one time, a journalist reporting from conflict zones and a refugee camp, Alex now lives with his husband and daughter in Philadelphia. <gasps> I forget that he lives in Philly all the time. Oh my god. I literally forget about Let's that. go find him. I would literally do like an in-person interview with him. Oh my god. We can, <laughs> he can come here and interview in your house. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's really truly amazing. Um, Kylie is such like a strong, like, female character, and she like doesn't let any kind of relationship get in the way. Like Fuck with yeah. like boys, she like cares about her brother. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's usually so opposite. Mm -hmm. Where like 
the men are like, no, we have to like do this thing. And like, I feel like everyone always paints the women in these kinds of stories. Like, oh no, but my relationship with like Mm so-and-so, it's very opposite. And it's just like very interesting, the dynamic. It's Mm -hmm. very well done. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's your turn. Let me sit up real quick. Yeah, which more of my books? Uh, Dreadnought. Okay. Here you go. This is the first one I was sat in on. This is the first book I sat in on your Oh, yeah. That's when we hired you. This is the first um, book that we covered that we did. In person. We didn't, yeah, we didn't do like over microphone. Yeah. Listen to the Dreadnought episode. <laughs> no, talk about it. I'm so tired. So am I. I'm sorry. Uh, Dreadnought is great. My friend gave it to me, and then it took us months to finally read it for the podcast. But um, it's amazing. Please hold. I, I'm so tired. I'm so sorry. I forgot. Why is it amazing, I forgot Sophie? the main character's name. Which is like... A it's on the back. Ter- yeah, wait. <laughs> we are oh, Danny. Dead. Right. Yeah. Blah. <laughs> So it's like the book exists in a world where superheroes exist as like a regular thing. It's like Avengers-esque. People are like conscious of them. There are supers. And the main character is trans girl who basically gets in the line of fire of like a super fight and is bestowed the mantle of a superhero called Dreadnought. And so... Once she gets the powers of Dreadnought, she, like, physically transforms into her ideal body, which is, like, a fully biological female. And it's just, like, about that. It's about her understanding her powers, her new body, trying to, like, explain to her, like, family and friends what all that means. It's, like, I think it, I think it does a really good job of taking the idea of transness and using, like, supernatural elements to, like, explain how I would presume a person has to, like, deal with, like, that kind of transformation in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dreadnought was, I think, the first book that we covered that had a trans character in it. At um, least a trans lead. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's it's all about her. The, the, the journey I think is really interesting because mm-hmm. it's different than I think anything that we've read before. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we haven't really read any kind of like su- <laughs> any kind of superhero story. Sorry. Shadow just started cleaning herself in front of me. Um, any kind of superhero story before April Daniels, <laughs> I think got put in Twitter jail. Um, really? and they reached out to me. They're like, I would have loved to retweet like this, like your, your post about the story, but mm-hmm. like, I'm in Twitter jail right now and I can't retweet anything. Why? I I don't know, but it was like very sweet and funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Probably for something good. People usually get put into Twitter jail only Truly. for good reasons. Yeah. Um, Never any kind of like actual like trolls that deserve to be like jettisoned out of a cannon. No, not even a little bit. No. Shadow, good that, lord. Is that picking up with a mic? <laughs> Probably. That was loud. Were you just, like, hurting yourself? She's she the goes, worst. She's she a was, dirty girl. She was going ham on herself. Yeah. Shadow, stop it. <laughs> she looks so silly. She's adorable, but an uh, idiot. <laughs> that's why I like her so much. She's cute and dumb. <laughs> like me. Um, I'm excited, too, because Dreadnought has... Two follow-ups. Two follow-ups. So we're mm. definitely going to read those in the future. And I want to know more about this future. I love a good... I love a good superhero story. Also, so I like really like books that have 
a good... It does a really good job of, like, building off of, like, just the common knowledge and, like, the, um, like, osmosis, pop culture osmosis that, like, most people have of what superhero mechanics are. Mm -hmm. But it's its own universe. It's not associated with anything that exists already. It's not, like, a Marvel, DC, anything like that. It's all original content, but it's very good. I agree. Um, 10 out of 10. April, if you ever want to talk to us, please come on our podcast. We'd love to talk to you. Maybe if we read uh, the second and third one. Yes. Do a trilogy breakdown. Is this on your list? Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Why? No, it's fine. Um, I feel like I'm getting all the, like, very serious book. Well, because I... <laughs> it's fine. Listen, um, I love a serious book, mm-hmm. but I also like a fun book that doesn't make me sad more. So. Yeah. Well, I just thought it would be important to include it because the book that I just read in the last episode um, is very much in the same vein as this, but it's a a, a character that dies. It mm-hmm. isn't like a biography or like mm-hmm. an autobiography or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The next book on our list is uh, Brave Face by Sean David Hutchinson. Um, I really want to read their, like, five other books that they have out, oh but God. Brave Face... No, seriously. Brave Face was, I think, the first book that we covered that had, like, a very serious topic other than that, the one I don't like talking was about. the first book that we read that was non-fiction-ish, right? Yeah, because we read a few autobiographies this year. So, yeah. like, this year was a little bit different than last in terms of, like, the content that we picked out. Um, Which is good. Yeah, exactly. Is um, this an autobiography? It's like a yeah. memoir. Yeah. Memoir. So, like, he talks about, and he says that, like, there. if I remember correctly, he's like, there are parts in the book where, like, me, like, I, I don't like myself either. So, like, I get it if you don't necessarily, like, like this person that I am at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was also, like, a young person when some of this part, these parts happened. Um, but um, Brave Face is about Sean David Hutchinson's life. I feel, like, bad saying his full name because I feel like every time I say it, I think I'm saying it wrong. Because I feel like I'm making his name up. No, you got it. He has a really good name, so I feel like it's like it can't be right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it there is um, a portion of the book that deals with, like, suicide. And a lot of the book is about um, him working through a lot of things. And it's... I think a very important book because it's non-apologetic. Mm-hmm. It's very d- direct. Um, and he does... This is one of the first books I read that I think had a trigger warning in it. It has like four. Yeah, which literally... Um, we get those in... I saw a, a tweet a tweet thread about this early, like earlier in the week. And it's like, why is it so weird that like we see them in books now, but like movies have trigger warnings? They have, like, PG... They have, like, ratings. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they include stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, authors feel weird that they include this stuff, but it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was really... I think... I don't want... Is it weird to say groundbreaking? Because I feel like it's, no. like... Yeah, it's, like... I thought that was, like, groundbreaking for a book to be, like, hey, mm-hmm. th- this book is heavy. Like, you know... Uh, mm-hmm. Is that part of the book, like, roped off in terms of, like, it's marked? I forgot. I don't know. I just know that the audiobook has its own, like, the audiobook file had, like, a trigger warning. And then there's also, like, a forward mm-hmm. by Sean that has 
a warning. Mm-hmm. And then there, I think there's another <laughs> warning that's like in the text itself. <laughs> this was, weekend. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that. I was like, before I even started the book, I was like already like, oh no, what the fuck am I about to listen to? Like, cause I was listening to you at work also. Yeah. So I was like, it's oh. a really heavy it, book. Like, really? I mean, it, it, it was all the warnings merited, but it also was like a little bit intimidating. Yeah. It's scary when you get, that's like someone suggesting someone's like, it's real, like, uh, like what I'm doing saying it's really heavy and then being like, go buy it. Yeah. Cause like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm doing a bad job, even though it's in the top whatever of the I year I mean, it's a me. bit more about, like, a queer kid that grew up in, like, the 80s, so, like, it, shit's fucked. Yeah. And I like, don't know how else to say it, so. No, and I, I don't, I don't think it's fair to, like, to, I don't know, like, it's, it, I thought it was important to include it because this is something that's part of our culture that we, like, mm-hmm. all of these books, like, that's not ever something that's discussed, really. A lot of the books that, like, we've read are very, I don't want to say, like, fairy tale esque in terms of, like, mm-hmm. that is just completely avoided. Well, I feel like the reason that I've liked the, mo- the majority of the books that we read, like, the fiction books, is because, like, the books that I would read when I was younger, the only ones I had were, like, these books that were, like, memoirs of, like, gay people who like mm-hmm. went through some shit so I was just kind of like okay the only thing I can read that's like queer content is like upsetting yeah. true stories about stuff which is like important and people need to know history and yeah. like definitely needs to be like but part of someone's it's like, hard reading. reading books that like over and over again that are all very serious it's um yeah like I I've, I don't want to not I want, like, to be able to have both. Yeah. Which I feel like we have more of than we've had before. Yeah. We 100% have had, in the time, especially in the time that we've started doing the podcast, I thought that we didn't have as many, like, options before. Um, Especially growing up, there weren't really options. I talk about Rainbow Boys all the time, but, like, Mm -hmm. that's, like, one of the, like, starting points for me. Yeah. Um, But, like... You reading from the back? <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, now there are so many different kinds of like YA, like LGBTQIA books, mm-hmm. and it's amazing because like Sean didn't get that, mm-hmm. and like he he talks about in the in the book like yeah. a queer movie that comes out, mm-hmm. and isn't isn't it like really tragic? Or is yeah. it really? Yeah, it's really tragic, and he wanted he wanted it to be like a love Simon. Yeah, right. Because it, and that's the thing that like, again, I keep bringing it up, but like that book is such like a like a marker because mm-hmm. that was like first huge big like queer rom com that like made it to like every movie theater mainstream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like a really there was a really fucking long point in history where like the main, um, like, the most prominent uh, trans representation in pop culture was Boys Don't Cry, which is a cis woman playing a trans man, and it's also extremely upsetting content. Like, it doesn't end well. So, like... I think I shut that movie off halfway because it was hurting me. Yeah, it's painful to look at. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a good movie, but it's also hard to watch, so... 
Who's the actress that was in that? I almost said Reese Witherspoon. There we go. Hillary Swank. Reese Witherspoon. Reese could never. Oh, she would never. No, never. No. She does have a good jawline, though. Does. Um, Truly. But, yeah, like, yeah, it's... That's why I feel like there's... I always have, like, a, a weird struggle between, like, well, yeah, no, it's important. People should be telling these stories and, like, understand, like, especially for people who aren't in the community or go through stuff like that, you need to be able to access, like, stories from people so they can understand things. But I'm also, like... Yeah, but I've had so much of that, that so much of that was the only source of any kind of queer content for so long that mm-hmm. I just really only want to read the Love Simons and I wish you all the yeah. best and the carry on because I just want everyone to be happy. No, I, I that's valid. I think no, and that, no, exactly. Yeah. I want, enough, you've you know? got mail, but make it gay. Yeah. And I'm working on the screenplay and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who's writing a, a book right now and she mm. is like, I'm writing about a lesbian in college and literally it's just like a romance. It's just like a dumb rom-com book. Because there are, like, thousands of books about straight yep. people where they just get to, like, fall in love and live a normal life. And yep. there are no books about lesbians who get to just fall in love and live a normal life. No, there and isn't. that's what I wanted to read in college, and so I'm writing it now. Yeah. You know? That's I'm, literally... I think a lot of the authors that we've, like, read, they literally have been like, well, we I didn't get that, so I'm doing it now. Yeah. I think I'm going to start a series that's about... Like a woman who travels back in time through some rocks and falls in love with another woman who <laughs> through is some in rocks and like like I don't know like fifteenth century Scotland or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm into that. I love Atlanta. You're gonna have so. to do. You're gonna have to do some um, research for that. I... You have to go some places to research. Ooh, that. we might have to go some places. Oh no! Speaking of going some places. <laughs> You want to do the next one? Oh, yeah. I'm so mad that you get to do this one. I mean, we can both do it. It's not <laughs> my fault that all no. the books that I picked because I'm lazy are also on your list. That's not why you picked them. No, I picked this book because it was really fun. Um, my next book is Keep This to Yourself by Tom <laughs> Ryan. Well. Uh, we love, we stand a Canadian man. We love a spooky ghost. Living in your house. Yeah. Um, we love a uh, pumpkin, pumpkin spice latte dog. And literally, <laughs> all I remember about this book is that the author has a... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do love that he lives in a haunted cabin. Um, it's a really good book. It's a murder mystery, which I like. Um, well, no. I like I like a good mystery book. I don't like a, a spooky, spooky murder, but it was very good. Mm-hmm. It was the exact le- level of spook spook for mm-hmm. me, for my personal taste. And I, I liked the, uh, the like, Scooby-Doo-ness sort of of it, because it is, like, just, like, some kids trying to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. and solve the mystery of their friend's death. <laughs> um, and it's got twists and turns that keep you guessing until the last page. Truly. Yeah. Also, Tom was, like, one of my favorite people to talk to. <laughs> You can't say that. I can't. You can't say. Can't I love. Say. I love. Everyone all of was them. my favorite person to talk to. I love all, all of you equally. equally. No one's listening to this. No. Hey. <laughs> no, I. I just like really appreciated talking to Tom. He like. <laughs> he was so kind. He's a sweetie. Canadian sweetheart. Listen, truly. We gotta go to Canada. I. I just want to. I want to meet him, his partner, and his dog. I just want to meet the whole family. I honestly. Meet that ghost. 
Yeah, that too. <laughs> I also fucking love uh <laughs> the love interest. Um yeah, I love first of all, Quill is just a good name. Yeah. But he was like a little nugget. Um, it was very good. I liked it a lot. It was like the perfect amount of just like cheesy romance mm-hmm. mixed into a little bit of a murder mystery. It was very good. And also Tom's writing style is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I had such a great time talking to him. He was very sweet mm-hmm. um, and shared some like fun stories with us. Mm-hmm. It was just like a great time. Also, please go and get Keep This to Yourself. Like it's it's such a good quick read. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like I don't know. I hope that's not like an insult because I feel like that's like I when I say that about a book I feel like it's a compliment because it's like a book you don't want to put down you want to yeah. sit and you want to read it in one day I every episode that I say this is so easy to read or like it's an easy read I always go well what I'm saying is mm-hmm. that like I didn't want to put the book down or like it's just like something that like was enjoyable to read and I feel like saying that's like easy or like mm-hmm. it's a quick read sounds like offensive and it's not meant to be mm-hmm. it's just meant to be like Hey, I couldn't put your book down. I had it glued to my hands for three days. Yeah. So, like, there's that. Mm-hmm. Literally, I think I think the only time I stopped, like, I would put the book down is because I had to clock back in at work mm-hmm. and because I had to sleep. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, no sleep. Just read. Just just weed. Um, was this on your list? I don't know what book that is. What is that? Is this, <laughs> is this one on there? I don't... I think I recognize that author. <laughs> Our next book is Rainbow Rowell's Wayward Son. Um, picked only because Sophie and I are on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> what we think we look like. I wish I looked like Simon. Oh my god, Dear I wish god. I looked like Bads. First of all, his eyebrows. That's fucking rude. I, want... I just want one of them between both of my eyebrows. I just want like beautiful curly hair like that. Yeah, like truly. Well, they. So my friend Nick looks almost exactly like this wow. so he i remember he posted a picture of i think uh simon online somewhere once and i was like oh i love that book oh, but it's you yeah um literally such i really liked it i know that we had a very long episode about this i just really wanted to look at chef on the inside yes cover. Sorry. <laughs> she's holding my book i keep um, taking them from you <laughs> no it's fine i'm gonna move the table do that. Why don't um, you put yourself on the floor? I like sitting on floors. That's like my queer people can't sit thing. Uh-huh. I sit on floors. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because that always gives the person behind me like f- full couch. So like when I want to be yeah. on the couch, I'm going to be on the fucking couch. Appreciate you. True. Yeah. Um, but I think the th- I just, I have a big thing about magical boys. I really like yeah, right? I needed more of that when I was a kid. Like, it mm-hmm. truly did. And I I mean, granted, Harry Potter was, like, a great thing for me as a kid. But halfway through Harry Potter, I realized that I was, like, very fucking gay. And I, was, I would never get any sort of representation in that book other than afterwards, oh, Dumbledore's gay. He likes socks. We like jockstraps. It's different. <laughs> They're both made out of sock material, but it's different. When you think about it, socks are like jock, jock straps are like socks for your dick. Socks what? are like jock straps <laughs> for your feet. Yeah, there you go. I was like, what? Um, <laughs> Sophie's broken. We can cut that out. Yeah. No, oh, but we're like, cut that out. Yeah. Um, no, but the thing is, like, I really like Rainbow's 
writing in mm-hmm. terms of like them. And I like that we get both sides of the coin mm-hmm. and the boys are both being idiots. My absolute favorite thing that she does because each chapter is like a character's perspective is mm-hmm. when she goes back and forth and does really short chapters. Yeah. Where it'll and be like, like pow, 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 pow. Baz being like, uh, blah, blah, blah. I have no idea what Simon's thinking right now. He's probably thinking this. And then it just cuts to Simon. He's like, I'm actually thinking this. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing. She does it so well. It's so cute. And it's, it doesn't seem forced, and I, I really like that she goes back and forth with uh, different perspectives, and they're they're very different voices. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that, and I think it's really well done. I'm very excited about book three. I got a text recently from Kathleen, and she was like, when is it coming? And I was like, I'm not... Re- Whoa. <laughs> I'm not in charge of that. No, and if I was, <laughs> it would be a lot more gay. Yeah. But it's fine. We like, We like where it is. Yeah, my only critique. Um, Penny. Yeah, well, well, whatever. Um, no, just more gay ladies. Just give me some more gay ladies. Yeah, there's a counter argument, not counter argument, but like counter story, if you will. Um, there is a book about queer witches. My problem is that it looks like everyone is white mm. in this like uh, this like community of witches in Salem. What? Like the cover series is it? There's the the one book is called These Witches Don't Burn. This oh, coven I've won't break. I've seen All of the girls are white. That co- I've seen that in suggested like reading lists. It looks interesting and I want to read it, but it seems very like Yeah. Everyone in my world is white. And it's like that's not realistic. I don't think it's realistic to have a world where it looks like it's just white people. Game of Thrones. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um is you know, this like not you're not it's just you're not reaching a wide enough audience. You're not no, relating to enough people. This is like, I don't know. I understand I that know. like queer media doesn't serve like a huge wide audience and it, it doesn't have to. But I think by making everyone white, you're literally cutting out like an entire, like, yeah. so in this world to like, and I haven't read it, but like in this world are only white people magical? Mm. That seems wrong to that's me. That's a yikes. Yeah, that's a big yikes. But yeah, I want to read it so I can understand if I'm critiquing you it. Read it, and critique it. Yeah. We don't have to have positive reviews about everything we read. No. It's boring. It's it would be. We so here's another positive review. Here's an actually amazing. What is that thing of Lady Gaga? Superb, amazing, another club, another club, another club. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Yeah, that the way that she talks about Ryan Murphy is the way that we talk about this book. Is she talking about Ryan Murphy in that? Yeah, she's talking about how theme? creative he is. But the like another Speaking club, another club, white. a jet, another club. Yeah. Here you go. You do it. I don't have the book sleeves, so you're gonna have to Oh no. I lost it. Somewhere. It was what I did find it, it was wet. I don't know why. It was, it was sitting on my couch and it was wet. And oh, I was yikes. like, all right, someone spilled something directly onto this. Dad. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the poor man. Um, this book is called Radio Silence. And it was so good that we had to record the episode. We talked about it <laughs> twice because we literally could put into words how much we loved it. <laughs> Um, I forgot about that. I said I didn't rank my books, but I did put this at number one on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's really fucking good. <laughs> Look at me when I'm saying yes. 
I yeah. refuse to rank them uh, because it. I don't want and like God. I truly am afraid. I'm sorry to this man. I'm sorry to these books. books. But Radio Silence was the best <laughs> album of the year. The best wow. book of 2014. Wow. I just made like. Three this book came out like years ago. We're I think. late to the game. Truly, and I was on my bookshelf from before I started doing the podcast. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, you just hadn't read it yet. Yeah, so 2018 was or 2017 is when it started. I think I registered the podcast in 2016. You got a mm-hmm. registered podcast? Well, I mean, like I put it up online. Like uh, I saved everything. I thought you had to get like a podcast license. Could you imagine? License <laughs> podcasting podcast. without a license. We are. Oh, do you want to... License to cast. Explain to me why you love Radio Silence so much. I can't explain why I love it so much. Yeah, no, we... It's so good. It's just beautifully written. It has, like, a way with, like, understanding, like, internet culture that isn't handled well, like, in literally anything else. Even the books that I've read that it's handled well, it's still, like, kind of awkward. Because I feel like there's always a delay. uh Uh-huh. And, like, Um, on the opposite end, we had just read a book where... We read this, and then we did Let's Talk About Love, right? Oh, yeah, we did. And that is, like, the Tumblr culture is, like, very prevalent in that, and the way it's spoken about is very, like, I just made, like, a who face. Um, yeah. But it's it's very different. And obviously, like, they're different authors. You can't, like, like rate them against each other. I don't mm-hmm. think that's fair. But I agree. Like, the way that the culture of, like, internet, it it's not pigeonholed to, like, Oh, this is 2017, clearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, I went onto my blog. Or, like, it does mention Tumblr, but it's in a different way, you know? Yeah. It's also, um, as much as I just, like, gushed about how much I love, like, the rom communness of, like, some of the books we've read, mm-hmm. it is entirely focused on, like, the relationship between two friends, and that's, yeah. like, what the point of the story is about, is about their relationship and, like, what they, how they, like, go through life over the, over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also as much as I like love and appreciate and I feel like we need like books that are like hey this is a book about like a bi character this is a mm-hmm. book about like a trans character so like people who are like learning about themselves and like or like very much need like that kind of like aff- affirmation of like a label can like be drawn to it this is like a queer book that isn't like outlandishly queer it's like yeah these characters are definitely queer but they aren't like running around being like i mean the main character is like she's like out right yeah the the main character like the entire book is her trying to figure out if she ruined her friendship but with uh oled's alad uh alad's uh sister by kissing her right okay and Alad. So she, but yeah, so she's like, definitely, she's like out, but it mm. isn't, I don't know, I feel like the character is very fluid. Yeah. And like, not labeled, and it's like, mm-hmm. very nice. It just has like, the whole book is like a really like, Again, touches on feel. every kind, like it has good representation in it. Yeah. And it's funny because, if I remember correctly, um, our favorite, our favorite person, um, Mason Deaver is friends with with her. Yeah, they are. And they both and I had really that. great representation. I didn't know that until I think after we read both of their books. Uh-huh. And then you had brought up something about um, 
Mason knowing Alice, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> also, I haven't started reading Heartstopper yet, but I will. Oh, yeah, you have to. I know. I want to I wanna order the three books that she has for it. Ugh. Yeah, truly. <laughs> it's so good. I um, love this book. I love this book. I love this book. It's you, really good. It really Also, the is. audiobook is amazing because the person who reads it has a really good British accent. Love that. It's great. It's so <laughs> soothing to listen to. The... We're on our last two, and then I have two honorable mentions. I just want to put that out there. Okay. Um, I feel like I've literally picked up every book that I we did this year, but this is technically ten, mm-hmm. and then two that like. Okay. I just wanted to mention, but this was a gift to me from my best friend Jordan. Um, did I say the name of the book? I'm sorry. Did I say radio ra- silence? Did I say radio silence? I think you, I think you, you did. did. In you case did. we didn't say it, uh, the last book we were talking about was Radio Silence. It's eleven thirty one, and we're so broken. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry. The picture of me in my speedo on my Tinder. I'm. I have that Radio Silence in my hand. I mm-hmm. just noticed. Cute. So I looked at it. I was like, Oh, that's that has Alice's name on it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> She'd love it. Um, <laughs> but uh, the next book was a gift to me from. My friend Jordan, it's a, a book called The House of Impossible Beauties. It's by Joseph Cascara, or Cassara, sorry. Um, and <laughs> it's, uh, if you guys like Pose, you should read this book. It's, it takes place in that same time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, this has like a lot of conversation about like um hiv and aids because it was very prevalent in that time Mm -hmm. um it has a it talks about like houses Mm -hmm. so like house of extravaganza um Mm -hmm. and it talks about like finding your own family and it it's truly so well written i literally cried i think multiple times reading this Mm. um it's an in like impossibly good book um i hate saying impossibly while i'm talking about it but like it's Truly stunning. It takes place in 1980s in New York City, um, and nowhere is the uh, nowhere is the city's glamour and energy better reflected than the burgeoning. Is that mm-hmm. I hate that word, burgeoning Harlem ball scene, and it's just like this book is so special. I'm literally hugging You're it. Hugging the book right now. <laughs> it just I started the year off with this, and oh god, it was like so beautifully written. I think this is like really really well like researched too mm-hmm. i don't know if any of these people were like specifically real people they were based on real people but like some of them i think were like created and i cared for each and every one of them like that's uh-huh. how it was and it like was heartbreaking when at the beginning of the book it said on the back um angel's partner dies of um, AIDS and it's just like really like earth shattering but like it's the book is just so rewarding because it's mm. just like such an amazing look at queer families um, and choosing your own family and all the the stuff that they talk about on RuPaul's Drag Race but like this book is actually like it mm. and it's just this book is every single thing to me and I feel like I can't talk about it well enough mm-hmm. um, because it's just something that should be read um, I feel like it's a part of our history that we just like turn a blind eye to because we don't want to like remember it but like these people are the reason that we have anything like any kind of modern rights Mm -hmm. because these people were fucking doing it for us they're the reason we have a podcast truly like this like these people being unapologetically queer and like living their fucking lives like is literally the reason that we get to have anything it's the reason i'm wearing flannel right now truly (laughs) 
Um, and then last one. Is this on your list? Yeah, it is. Of course it is. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad. This happened last year. Like, we had two lists, and they overlapped a little bit, but... Um, I feel like it overlapped a lot more this year. It 100% did, because you were on more episodes this year. Oh. I'm not kidding. I'm not good without Sophie. Here you go. It's up to you. (laughs) Um, Did you want some cat burgling drag queens? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Then you need to read Death Prefers Blondes by Caleb Rorig. It's so good. This is another book that I would say, like, completely... This is not an insult. This is praise that you could read this book in a day. It is like a beach book. Literally funny. Because I think I binged this whole thing in a day. No. And, the, and I had to read so it. It's so good. I it's... had to actually read this book. Yes. Because there wasn't an audiobook for it. Me. I learned how to read so I could read this book. And then uh. forgot. <laughs> and then I forgot so I could listen to more audiobooks. Um, it's great. It's absolutely phenomenal. It has like... Really cute, fun humor. It also has, like, some kind of serious stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It has, like, adorable little baby gays. Um, Amazing representation. Yes. High fantasy. It's, it's a, a retelling of Hamlet. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I keep forgetting about that. It's a, like, there's a chapter. the main character's not, like, a whiny piss baby. And all. Yeah, the, wow. the main character. I really feel. I hate um, Hamlet. There's, like, her, basically her family's fortune is taken from her by a greedy executive. Mm-hmm. Um, gets the will, like, changed to, so that, like, when her father dies, he gets the company. And she has to go in and, like, try to get it back. Um, and he has it out for her and, like, is trying to kill her. And the... She has drag queens that she does, like, jewel. She, like, steals jewels with. It's truly amazing. Um, and there's, I like, guess, there's a chapter in the book where, like, she's been, she gets, like, knocked out. And as she's waking up, they describe it as, like, I was being carried, like, unconscious, like I was Ophelia. And it's just, oh like, the God. one, the one nod to <laughs> Hamlet. And I adore Ophelia so much as a character. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm sorry. You're giving me a face. I don't know why either. I just think, um, I, think I don't it's like fucked anyone up. who's in Hamlet. No, honestly. they're all terrible people. Here you go. Well, it's just like it's. She's treated in a shitty way, and then she's like, "I." Right. Hamlet does like a kickflip off of her head, yeah. and she falls really. <laughs> That's not the derp stalking either. That actually happened. I, I watched it. Love, uh, what's it called? Oh, there's like a really good web comic that's just called like. Dirtbag Hamlet. <laughs> and it's literally him, like, riding on a skateboard, like, does a kickflip, and Ophelia's like, hi! And he's like, nah, and he just rides away. <laughs> That's basically it. It's That's so the story. Good. But also, this book is very, like, sexy. It's sexy. There's, like, intrigue. There's mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, main characters buy. Main characters buy. It's very good. Um, there's danger. There's guns. There's yeah. There's handsome boy. Yeah. Like what else could what we more? ask for? There's Italy. Yeah. Like on it. There's a chase scene in Italy. Yeah. Literally, that like the Italian job would never. Um, I'm not kidding. Netflix. I know you're listening because you're always listening. Um, why haven't you made this into a movie yet? And by a movie, I mean like Netflix is paying for it and like the Lion Company, whatever called the Meyer, whatever Finch. I don't know. The Lionsgate. Movie. Lionsgate, yeah, Lionsgate. Lions Finch. <laughs> yeah, Lions Finch. Um, Lions Finch puts it out. 
I'm just Yay. saying. It needs to be a TV show. It needs to be a movie. It needs to be like a, a TV event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that book was made to be made into other things. Yeah. Truly astounding. For for real, real. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the ones that aren't on my list? Can I just say that there's a character in the blurb on the back, uh-huh. and, it, and it was like, where is it? Axel Moreau. And I was like, oh, that's a good drag name. And then in parentheses, it says, also known as Liesl Von Tramp. And I was like, oh, that's a good drag name. So I think that's the one yeah. that Caleb, uh, <laughs> like, uh, associates with the most. Axel? Yeah. That's the older brother of the two brothers, right? So. Yeah. yeah. Um, literally, Caleb did drag, like, did makeup for each of the, the girls. Mm-hmm. And literally, like, made, like, mailers and stuff, like, out of the makeup looks that he did. And I'm not kidding. Um, we don't deserve Caleb Roerick. <laughs> also, wildly political is always like, why haven't you called your representatives today? Um, All right. Your turn. My last chunk of books is, is, is a handful of books. It's just uh, the Grishaverse books by... Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> I, her name is hard to pronounce. So I have to like look at it to say it. Everything's hard to pronounce for me. I'm so, I'm so sleepy. I'm so sorry. I have to drive for an hour after this. I know. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. You didn't notice that I would get dropped off all the time or Sophie would drive me everywhere. I knew you took the train. I just assumed you didn't have a car. I didn't realize that you didn't have a license. I mean, I don't have a car. Right. <laughs> I have the idea of a car. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. So my next, <laughs> the next chunk of books um, is just all the books of the Grishaverse by uh, Leah Bardugo. Um, they're very good fantasy YA books. Um, my one friend suggested them to me and they like, I feel like they escalate really well. Cause like the first book is very much, so it's, there's a trilogy and there's a duology and she's currently writing a second duology. Mm-hmm. So the trilogy, the first trilogy is very much like, wow, that's a lot of books for the same story. Yeah. It's the same universe. Oh, so it's like the first book Seven is books. like main character she's special but she's no she's special she's mm-hmm. like the key to some kind of thing that's being unlocked and there's Sora there's a bad guy yeah <laughs> so she's Sora and then Xehanort <laughs> is this dude named the Darkling and um her Riku is this like white buttered toast boy named Mal he's the worst He's literally just like so boring and lame. Mm-hmm. And then there's a hot pirate guy who wow, she you doesn't got, end up with. You got jazz. Spoiler alert! I'm so sorry. You peaked the mic. Um, that's a I lot of books, though. Love what him. Happens in another book. Um, um <laughs> so <laughs> the I... first three books are like about her discovering her powers and like honing mm-hmm. her powers, and it's like very much like a trilogy, like a fantasy trilogy. There's like a huge battle at the end and stuff like that. The next book is duology is the Six of Crows duology, which is an entirely new cast of characters, but it's in the same universe and some of the characters overlap. Um, So Hot Pirate Guy is also in those books. And then he's currently the main character of the um, duology that she's writing right now, which is why I'm saying they get better because there's more of him the further into the series you go. Mm -hmm. He's very important and very (laughs) handsome and he's very smarmy. Um, So I love him. The Six of Crows books has queer characters as, like, because it's, um, like, an ensemble cast. There's, like, Mm -hmm. six main characters. The Six of Crows. Um, (laughs) And then, like, two of the characters are queer 
within the group. Men, boys. All of the main characters are, like, under 18. It's insane. But that one is more of, like, a heist kind of series because the... Ocean's gay? Well, all the characters are, like, in a gang together and they're, like, trying to, like, steal money from, like, a really rich person who's, like... They're just basically, like, young, scrappy kids on the street. Yeah. (laughs) Um... But it takes place in, like, a fantasy world. Uh, Uh The thing I really super like about the book is that she does, like, an absolutely phenomenal job of world building. Uh It's, like, a really well-put-together, imagined world that you, like, kind of immediately can feel like you understand it. Uh And a majority of the... um, So, like, all the different people who... uh, Like, the characters are from, like, different parts of that world, but she, like, bases, like... Like, a good fantasy how she bases all of her worlds that she builds in like actual reality so there's like people from the north that are like significantly influenced by like russian and like eastern european cultures and then Mm -hmm. there's like people who like live in different areas that are like more influenced by like like south american cultures and so she like does a really good job of having diversity even Mm -hmm. though she's in like a completely imaginative world it's very good yeah would recommend if you feel like reading five books six books and there's a seventh book coming out. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, that sounds like a lot, but if it's like, it's good. I, I, it sounds really good. So they're really good. They're the. I mean, Sophie's pickier than I am too. So the take first, that. The first into few books are like a little takes you a little bit of time to get into, but like once you're into the book, you're kind of mm-hmm. just like I'm in this world. And I want to know what happens. How long can, are they? They're not too long. The first. Um, let me see. Six of okay. Then most of them average. The audiobooks average, like, around, like, 12 to 15 hours mm-hmm. for a book to give you an idea. Okay, Wayward Sun is about eight hours. Radio Silence is 10. The, Radio Silence is a big book. Yeah. It's Dreadnought feel- is 11 hours. Really? Yeah. Like, I feel like Dreadnought has... Smaller text. I feel like Radio Silence has big... Also, Radio Silence has a lot of, like, aim, like, text conversations and more, like, graphics in the actual book itself. Yeah, because, um... Dreadnought is less than 300 pages. That's so interesting. Yeah, so the book's average around... Would you say Dreadnought is less than 300 pages? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so they're probably... The books are probably between... Like two fifty and like three fifty, depending on which one you're reading. Hmm. They're like Harry Potter; they get a little bit bigger towards the end sometimes. Yeah. No, they're they're super fun and they're really I like them a lot. Hmm. I love a good fantasy. I'll have to look into them. Maybe we can talk about them in depth on the podcast. Oh. Uh-huh. That's 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 it. I'm done. Okay. Good night. <laughs> um, the last two books I want to talk about. They're special mentions. Um, we interviewed both of these authors. And they're both very different books. Mm. You have a, a set of hair that's just... There it is. There you go. You just pet it, Joy. Thank you. It was funny. Um, we have Paul Kotcha's Cub. Um, I included this because this is very much about like body positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and feeling sexy at any size. Mm-hmm. I just like really appreciate that. Also... Talking to Paul was so fun, and also, like, such a sweet person. He's a nugget. <laughs> and also, like, this is written very well. Even It's, it's, it's a small, so cute. It's a small book, but it's, it's written, like, 
I don't want anyone to think like, oh, it's small, so it, like it takes nothing to read. They're like, no, this is still like a very good book, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of adult issues, but like packaged for like a younger audience. Yeah. Um, and also like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> train going by. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like I really liked reading it. That one was like a a quick read because it was just like fun to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and then deposing Nathan. Um, probably the funniest, Zach Smedley was probably, like, the, I laughed, like, I scream laughed while I was talking to him. Aw. Um, he, there's a story of him, like, spilling milk onto his bed. He thought he was throwing his phone. He threw a <laughs> cup of milk at his bed, <laughs> and he has a memory foam bed. No! That's so something it's, I would do. Remember it's, that it's milk? It's in there. <laughs> He goes, yeah, I might have to buy a new mattress. I was like, oh, I should stop. Did that happen while you were talking to him? <laughs> no, he told oh. me about it. I literally was like, please talk to me about this on the podcast. I was like screaming. Oh I was au- like audibly cry laughing. Right. Oh my God. And it, it was just such an amazing story. Also, like Zach is such a passionate author. Uh-huh. This is his first book. He's a scientist. He's a scientist, if I remember correctly. He is a chemical engineer. He literally was talking about his work and I was like, that sounds right. Like I... He's very smart. He built a, a writing deck, he called it, in his yard, and he was told to take it down, so he has a video of him deconstructing it to, like, in the arms of an angel. <laughs> like, like, no! Really good. So, like, such a funny person. Also, like, this book was the one that we talked about, like, guys just, like, being guys and, like, mm-hmm. jerking off. Guys like, just being guys. I still... Being <laughs> guys, write in. Tell me. <laughs> tell me. Lads just being lads, you know? Please. I um, want to know what the fuck is truly. going on. No, but like what? literally, um, oh, we talked about it while we were in Ireland. There's oh. like a scene where like, do you want me to leave this for you? It's just about the dudes being bros. Yeah. And the jerking off. Yeah. We just got into like a very unnecessarily long conversation where I was asking if it's like a normal thing that guys just jerk off around each other all the time. Yeah. I think it is. It is. It is, and Zach and I got into the conversation where it's like, queer men, if I remember the conversation, it's like queer men are taken advantage of by, like, men who are, like, exploring sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I could be misremembering that conversation, but, like, I think that's what it was about. But he didn't want to, like, shy away from that conversation. And the next, like, chapter, like, they don't, like, ignore it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not something that's, like, ignored. The story is written really well. Um, Their first, like encounter the night that it ends their last encounter ends the same way like there was a lot of thought put into this book and we even picked about the like the obnoxious color he like wanted this book to get into the right hands to like fit in any kind of library for people who need to read this Mm -hmm. people who don't know they need to read it it was just like a very enlightening conversation and it was unlike anything we've read for the podcast um and it was it was a difficult read Mm -hmm. And he was like, it's really funny how many tweets I get that, like, I'm tagged and it's like, I want to set Aunt Laurie on fire. And mm-hmm. she, he was like, I believe that you said you wanted to set her on fire. I said, yeah, I did. He's like, it's so funny that, like, I get things where it's like, I want to kill this person. And he's like, I guess I should feel, like, happy that, like, my writing was, like, good enough to be, like, mm-hmm. have that kind of feeling. But, like, guys, please stop. <laughs> stop tagging me <laughs> Stop tagging me in this stuff. But like it was just like a, a joy like a joyful conversation. Mm. He's super smart and also like very nice to take time out of his like very a, he a real person life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the book was even though it was like a it was a hard topic, it was like 
talking to him was just like so interesting, literally. I and feel the- like all the books that we interviewed the authors for, we were just like, I love this book because the author's adorable and I love them no. and they were in a fun conversation. <laughs> I mean, that it does like liking a person and liking their work like really does help. Yeah. But like I explained to Zach at one point, I was like, it's so funny. And teacher said to me, you're not always going to be there to explain your art to someone. And like, if they can't oh, understand it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if I give someone my art, I'll be there. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, this yeah. is this is what this is about. Sophie, it's 12 o'clock. This is what this is about. No, you have to understand. The reason <laughs> that I drew this picture of a cat is you like cats. <laughs> that's it. But yeah, no, the book is really interesting uh, as well. And uh, to quote Caleb, who wrote something for the cover, uh, a heartbreaking and important read. Thanks, Caleb. Correct. Um, really interesting. Um, we do like a web of... All of the authors that, that we've read their books, and then they put blurbs on other what books is, that we've read. I what is the this, like circle that you yeah, this, seem to the have? The circle, Nordaboy. The, the circle of queer. Yeah, truly. Um, but yeah, that's that's our top ten. We did it. Twenty nine. Be- <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Like, go to bed. We'll, we'll close out the show. Oh, no. It's okay. <laughs> Goodbye, 25 team. Oh, no. Leaving this year with the bisexual chaos it deserves. Oh, it's fucking Sagittarius season, bitches. Um, Get but, ready for some impulsive decisions. And She's not making any impulsive decisions. I don't know what she's talking about. I've never made an impulsive decision in my life. That's awful. Um... <clears throat> But yes, I just want to thank all of the authors that spoke to us and like took time out of their days to like, you know, Honestly. talk to these two idiots. Well, one idiot and one smart person. I won't tell you who's who. Shadow. Shadow. Um, <laughs> Joy. <Shadow>. Yeah. <laughs> also, Me, the all the people who took time out of their t- days to listen to us. Yeah, talking? truly. Honestly. Who even is it? <laughs> it's you. Just listen to it over and over again. It's me. On, I you know. Just listen. I just like listening to my own voice. Yeah. I know you don't. <laughs> no, I hate it. Um, <laughs> love saying I'm in unison with you. Wow. But yeah, like honestly, thank you so much for listening to the podcast this year, guys. Even if it was just like one episode, it, like it, it means a lot to us. We are two very like, this is a very indie podcast. Uh, we spend a lot of time doing it. We yeah. like doing it. And we also make, like, queer content that you can get into on Patreon if you're, like, interested, if you have any If you want to hear me break a class. <laughs> that episode is so good, though. It's very funny. It's very funny. I think we did a really good job. And, yeah, no, we talk about comics and mm-hmm. we'll be doing more stuff in the future. We'll see. Yeah. Can't wait to move to L.A. and be... <laughs> Become a real podcaster. Yeah, honestly. I would never. Are you kidding me? No. I would lose my mind. It's they, always on fire. They talk too slow there. Also, it's always on fire. That should account for something. Something <laughs> happens to you when you move to LA where you become just like a totally different person. Yeah. And yeah. I don't understand why. It's the coke. It's all the coke. It's all the coke. <laughs> it's just in the air out there. Yeah. yeah, they don't have Pepsi out there. When they talk no. about the fresh western air, they're talking about the coke in the They're air. talking about how the pizza there tastes bad, and you just have to become a different person. Oh, oh my god, you bad to the pizza. pizza. Yeah, truly. I don't want that shit. Are you kidding but, me? But, uh, guys, it's weird to say oh. this, but um, thank you so much for listening to 2019's uh, podcast <laughs> year. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know how to talk about this. It's weird to say goodbye for this. Like, we're going into year three. It's a lot. That's like a lot. Yeah, we've done. What's the three year anniversary gift? For you? Oh, it's leather. Uh-huh. I already looked it up. This well, year was supposed to be paper. I'm not kidding. This year was paper. Because it's supposed to go in like how malleable a relationship is. So let me see. Three. Leather. Two years paper. Mm. So I technically did give you paper for your birthday. Mm-hmm. It's leather. Yeah, I actually looked it up because mm-hmm. I, I was curious. By Sophia Bookholster made of leather. <gasps> oh my God. For three years. I fucking love that. Liam's yeah. character in yeah. the new... Yeah. My favorite dirty wizard. <laughs> he has a book culture. Oh, apparently it's cotton or china. For what? For two year. I thought it was paper. Well... Anyway. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to this year's uh, top ten. And then some. And then some. Uh, so I guess this is year two queer. You're too queer. Too queer. You're too queer. Year no, two. you're too queer. <laughs> no such thing. This so, like, weekend. Are couples on their three-year anniversary buying each other like leather harnesses and shit? Like, is like that the leather? Thank you not so much for couples. listening to no, the Superlit podcast. I, mean, I didn't say straight thank, couples. Thank you so much for listening to the Superlit podcast. I, can't get I just, I just, I just, um, I just.